Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm here to help with that. And we are... SP Film Viewers. What are we doing? Kicking ass is what we're doing. Does everyone know what that is from? I'm no. wondering if I would, if you were saying that to me, I wouldn't have a clue. Because obviously, yet again, it's a film that we're reviewing that I haven't seen because <laughs> I don't see a lot of films. No, that's particularly in referring to the finale to this film that we're going to be talking about today, which is Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, so it's quite an interesting one, this is, the concept and everything. I think I got a little bit towards the end a little bit like okay this is getting a little bit beyond ridiculous for me personally mm-hmm. so there was a lot of bits that it was like this story would never who who could come up with this so we'll break it down a little bit so obviously you've got this little girl called olive yep who wants to be in oh these god-awful beauty pageants yeah sorry america i don't really see the appeal of of these things and Rewatching this again, it kind of made me feel kind of uncomfortable. I agree completely. Not with Olive, but the rest of them looking like, like Barbie dolls. It's like, how old are they? Are they like eight or something? Yeah, something really, too far too young to be doing anything sort of like that. I mean, even like 10, 12-year-olds, it's a bit like... Duh. They shouldn't even be yeah. wearing makeup at that point. No. They shouldn't even know what makeup is. I didn't. I was still playing with my Barbie dolls and all of that at that age. You know, no no shame. I think I was still 12 mm. when I was still playing with dolls and stuff. And it's like, no, be a child. You don't have it that long. You can be an adult for the rest of your life. That's true. <laughs> be a child as long as you can be a child. Um, so, yeah, I don't... If me and Paul ever have a child, I am not... Even if it begs me, it'll be like, no, I'm sorry. You're not going into a beauty pageant. I would not be going to the length and breadth that this family does for Olive to get her there because it just for me it'd be morally wrong to allow her to even compete like that oh definitely yeah she's beautiful in her own right so you kind of get this bit of a screwed up family yeah you kind of we have this it all kind of like centers around the like the family having like i guess the equivalent of kfc or (laughs) they're all sat around the table and you kind of get to know them little by little as as they're, they're talking as a family and it's kind of like soon realise how it's all, all the men in the family are all messed up in their own right. Yeah. You've got the dad who's is kind of like a like public speaker type pyramid scheme kind of person. Mm. That kind of like, that. Don't get me wrong, I, I love a good pyramid scheme and I love a good kind of really? motto of like, okay, you know, kind of a good motivational speech. Yeah. But the way that he's giving Olive like the... Well, if you want to win, you'll win. You, you don't want to be a loser. That yeah. is such a bad attitude to have. Yeah. Because in life, we know it doesn't always go to plan the way you want it to. But I feel like the universe tests you. Yeah. And sometimes it does it for the better. Sometimes you have to fight back and such. But So I do like these kind of mottos. But I think, to be fair, 
teaching it to an eight-year-old that if you think you're going to win, you're going to win. I just thought he was a bit of an asshole of a dad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, just just hyping up your child and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, putting, believe, making them believe they can do anything is possible. Exactly. But there's also a part further on in the film where he's kind of like a bit of fat shaming. Oh, yeah. In the restaurant. And he's kind of like, so ice cream is bad for you. And you know how much fat is in ice cream from I milk and cream thought... and stuff. And it's like, that's no way to be... Telling a child, oh, you can't have what you want at a young age. That's no, I'm horrible. thinking, oh my god, right? Okay, body insecurity. She's going to be bulimic. She's going to start be- becoming anorexic just because of her dad. Yeah, it was like, I'm glad that it kind of obviously Olive likes food too much, <laughs> and still the temptation of the ice cream yeah. <laughs> was there. So we also have the brother, Dwayne. Yeah, played by Paul Dano. I think he plays a brilliant part in this because, to be fair, he doesn't speak for most of it. So I actually kind of think he's a really good character in this. And I know that sounds really strange, but his acting skills have to be harder than everybody else's because he has to literally express... By scribbling down notes and... And his face actions. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's got to play on for most part of it, yeah. Until he kind of flips at the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the reason he's, he's, he's doing this is to be a pilot in the military... I, I believe so it's kind of like a vow of silence to until he get, reaches that goal, which is again is I guess it's in a maybe some way of pressurizing from the father in a in a sense. Mm, yeah, because he's too, really too far, but it's like well, I'm just going to head to the extreme. I think he kind it, of does it as well in a bit of a I don't have angsty, to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, angsty teen way. So that kind yeah. of works in that favor with that character anyway. Mm-hmm. We have the grandfather who is a bit of like you know like a coke sniffing. Yeah, which is really strange like, because. He's like really close to Olive, and it's like you just thought he not meaning this in a bad way that he might not do that because obviously I think that's not in front of her, but it's kind of like behind closed doors kind of yeah. thing. It kind of is out of shot, but he obviously he's he's very supportive of her dreams and ambitions, which is kind of nice. But yeah, it's he's not a Mister Perfect in no, how he but he is thought... throughout his whole life, really. So for him personally, if Olive is such a big part of his life and he really wants to be there that he'd be second thinking about yeah, maybe what he's doing. Yeah, doing this, but yeah. it's bad habits, I suppose. But, you know, maybe very, very, very bad habits. But yeah, yeah, it's not great. Yeah. So we also have Cheryl, the mother, who's the most normal in the family. Yeah. Other than Olive, obviously, the women are more subdued and level-headed. Yeah. yeah, she keeps it all together. But um, I think that's any scenario, to be <laughs> fair. The woman does keep everything yeah. together. They're a bit yeah. like glue. And, and then finally, the... The other male character we've got is Frank, who is played by Steve Carell. And I know oh. that you've been, we've been re-watching The Office, or I have, and Sophie's kind of seen it all the way through for the first time kind of thing. And it's he's very different oh, yes. character from what he is in that show. So I know him as Michael. That's like yeah, literally Michael's when gone, he yeah. came on the TV. I'm like, oh my God, Michael's on. And... It was like, wow, okay. It was really interesting to see him play a different role because obviously the only other times I see him with, I can think of the 40-year-old virgin. Yeah. There's the one with Emma Stone in it. Um, yeah, Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. And he's still got that kind of a bit of a Michael Scott character about yeah. him. Mm-hmm. It's still comedy, it's still quirky, whereas yeah. this was a little bit, had comedy in it, but it was darker comedy. Yeah, dark comedy, yeah. And obviously his character is playing out that he obviously is gay and he 
has recently attempted to commit suicide. So it's like a really dark role for him to be playing, <laughs> which is so interesting to see because obviously I really like that. Like I always think Rachel from Friends is Rachel from Friends in every role. And I know that sounds horrible. Oh, Jennifer Aniston, yeah, more specifically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's but she's Rachel in everything I see. Well, like when we reviewed Leprechaun back in the day. Yeah. But I, that was, I don't know, it was sort of early days for her anyway. But yeah, I know what you mean. She kind of plays those similar roles in everything she does. There is one in film that maybe kind of interested you to see. Maybe not, I don't think it'll be a review as such, but um, she plays a character in a film called Cake. And it's very more, a bit like the Steve Carell character, where it's really? kind of more like she's more down and, and dumps about herself and a bit more. Mm. De- depressive i guess but i can't imagine that that would be quite interesting mm. to see so basically the whole premise about this is olive gets an opportunity to take part in this little miss sunshine competition yeah olive is obviously beautiful she's really really chirpy she's so optimistic and just got that love of life and wants to do well and believes in herself and i think that kind of free spirit as you do have when you you're little where nothing is that daunting yeah don't you wish that you could have that and bottle it as an adult and then when you're doing something scary like going presenting something or whatever or going for a job interview you just had this little bit of juice that kind of took you back to that childhood self yeah um, not giving a care yeah about things yeah so obviously they get on this road trip they're having a bit of an argument of how the hell are they going to get to little miss sunshine and it ends up that everybody is going <laughs> on this trip nobody's getting left behind but to be fair I think it would have been better if Cheryl and Olive just went we wouldn't have a story then we wouldn't have any character developments and all that stuff but yeah it, at least she'd have gone she'd have got there on time and it'd been fine yeah. where we get a lot of bumps in the road yeah many bumps so they've got a really really rubbish minivan let's just talk about that <laughs> so I mean, it breaks down, doesn't it? Like, God knows how many times, and then they end up having to jumpstart right. it. Yeah. Every time. Oh, my goodness, I could not be arsed with that. No. Have, have you ever had to jumpstart a car? Um, There was that time, wasn't there, when the battery died unexpectedly at one but, of the Christmas But you weren't pushing it, so that uh, no, 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 but I've had the exp- yeah, experience of having to try and do that, because like, I've never had to try and jumpstart a car from a downhill kind of thing, doing the the gear stick mm. and all that stuff to make it do that. But no, I've never had to really try and push a car to make it or to get it to somewhere or to fill it up with petrol. But I know you have. Sadly, yeah, I've had more than one experience of this. So obviously I can't drive. Um, so Paul was the one in this situation where you had flat battery. Mm-hmm. So I had to push the car. I think I, we had some support off one family member yeah. to help yeah. us. Um, <laughs> but I have another occasion where... I was getting picked up from work from my dad mm-hmm. and it was a lovely summer's day. I think I was working evenings at this point, so it was kind of that pan. Yeah. So I was wearing flip-flops. Didn't think that my dad would come and have like half a tank, you know, with no petrol. Well, not even that, is it? No. I was clearly not. Actually I'm guessing the light was already on when he was there yeah. because literally we got not even halfway up the street from where I was working and we... Basically, the car stopped and I had to get out in my flip-flops on my own because there's no one else there yeah. to help me push this car. So in this scenario, they had about, what was it, about four people pushing yeah. this car? Yeah. You know, Well, I guess it's a minivan, so they'd yeah. need a little bit more oomph. Yeah. 
well, I hate it. I hate pushing a car. It's the worst thing, especially in flip-flops and in a heat. Yeah. And trying to run in flip-flops while you're trying to push and then get into the car. That is some skill. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because I know Steve Carell's character, Frank, he, he definitely had flip-flops on and he used them to run in. Struggles. Yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. a hard, hard struggle. So I feel sorry for them all <laughs> on that one. So... I'd have probably at that point gone, right, I'm done. You're not going. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> My car's not working. We can't make it. But no, yeah. we persevere, don't we? Yeah. And I think it's because Olive is just that happy ray of sunshine within that family mm-hmm. that they all want her to succeed for them because yeah. they all have their own problems, don't they? Yeah. They have the mother and father arguing about this, you know, this deal that's going to be a big breakthrough for him. And it doesn't come off, it turns out. So there's the whole that debacle there between Especially them. Especially like... since she's been kind of footing the house and sorting out all the bills and such, and funding it and all and helping him. And then it's just going to be a flop. So there's a tension there of like, well, what are we going to do now? What are you going to do for a work for job and such? So yeah, we should, uh, Tony Collette, who plays the mother, is well, she's great in everything she in really and. I don't know if you remember her from um, Knives Out. Now you're saying it, I'm yeah. thinking that she probably... Which one was she? She wasn't the immediate family. She's kind of like involved with trying to get the duplicate amounts of money from... Yeah, no, no that's so strange. Yeah. I didn't even twig that mm. I'd seen her before. Mm-hmm. Normally when I kind of have somebody on the screen, I'm like, oh, I know them, yeah. but what have I seen them from? Yeah. And then... Paul has to, bless him, <laughs> reel through Google, what film might yeah, I have yeah, seen? Yeah. <laughs> so this, I wrote one line down mm-hmm. where she's kind of on this road trip and the dad says, don't apologise is a sign of weakness. Just something like that, like to teach a child not to say sorry. Like I was a bit like that really, really like surprised me with that because it's mm-hmm. like I would never say that to my child. If anything, if I do something wrong, I'm apologetic for the rest of the day. Like, I won't shut up about yeah, how sorry I am. And then when you, you know me when you do it's like, yeah, yeah, I get it now. You've said your, your piece. Now we'll just move on, please. <laughs> but yeah, you're very insistent on keep saying I'm sorry I'm sorry and thank yous as well I don't I feel like they yeah don't get me wrong I I sometimes do that as well I feel feel really guilty about something but it's not a great message to teach anybody really to just just don't don't bother because it's I know I know it can be a cutthroat world but you know there's no need to be manners cost nothing really no exactly and I think this nine rule thing yeah, it might work if you're a bit more of an adult, but I don't think it's a lesson to be teaching your child at no. such a young age. There's another thing where they forget Olive, so they're going to get some petrol. Yeah. Like, she's the main reason they're on this journey. How the hell did they forget her? Yeah, and it's the brothers kind of, like, scribbling down, like, looking around and having to... The, <laughs> the humorous thing of that is, like, where's Olive? And then they're kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's not here. <laughs> and it's like, okay, she's quiet enough. Yeah, yeah, she just sits in the background listening to her music. Yeah, because I think, again, they're very self-involved in their own problems and the bickering and stuff. They kind of just forget all about that and their rage and stuff. But, yeah, with the headphones, obviously, the potty mouth mm. at, um, grandpa is kind of like going on about to Dwayne, like, oh, just 
fuck every girl that you can kind of thing. And it's just like... And just yeah, again, all this the is morals not, in this film are just way out of whack. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Like, I just don't get what granddad would say. Did your granddad say that to you? I mean... Definitely not. <laughs> no. I don't think... I can imagine my dad being a bit like that, though, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can maybe see that, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit worried about that. <laughs> but we've also got the dad, which then Olive kind of gets another complex of that she doesn't want to be a loser. Mm-hmm. Like, if she doesn't win this pageant, her dad's not going to love her. I'm thinking, Jesus, that's a lot for an eight-year-old or seven-year-old to yeah. think. Very heavy stuff. Putting her to... through the works. And it's like, she's only little. You know, you shouldn't really be putting this much pressure on. Like, okay, yeah, there's they need to learn life morals and such, but they don't need... I don't even think I thought about stuff like that when I was eight... I, I was very much a child. I don't know what you were like when you were eight years old. I don't think it was, you know, I had that, that sort of complex about things, certainly not, but no, no, there's things to worry about because people weren't saying stuff like that to me, but you can sometimes, even nowadays, I kind of like put pressure on myself about doing the best at something or f- feel like you're going to fail for not doing it something at a specific time or that kind of stuff. But that's just human nature, I suppose. It is, but I, I think I've kind of been doing this moral thing of where failure's not... I don't think it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Failure is... You only fail when you stop. Yeah. If you're trying all the time, then how are you failing? Mm-hmm. And that's, like, the moral, I think, if we, when we have children. It's like, as long as you're trying your 110% best, Yeah. I don't care. Like, I, I'm dyslexic. I I can't spell for toffee. That's why we do podcasts. And that's why Paul does most of the Instagram pages. Or if I do write one, you're going to have to read it yeah, through. Yeah, vet the thing yeah. to make sure they've been spelling. But yeah. But it doesn't matter. But, I'm, but I'm, not, I'm not saying, oh, the, God's sake, so why are you giving me it to do this? I understand the yeah. limitations on that. But, but I just... At least as long as I try and I yeah. improve, oh, then yeah, that's okay. all that matters. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is the thing where with this, it's... Got comedy though, it's funny. Oh yeah. But it's still like, what the hell? Like some of the characters, don't you just want to shake them? A little bit, yeah. Like the granddad, like he obviously sadly passes away. And I kind of see that coming because obviously it's, it's a drug overdose. How horrible is that, that he doesn't get to see Olive perform and he's been training her? All this time, yeah. And it's like, could you just... I know it's addictive and I know it's hard with drugs and stuff like that to wean yourself off. Mm -hmm. But if you've got something that's so important to you... Yeah. Could you not just... Hold off. Hold off. Maybe, But I kind of like the way that they didn't make it like any gruesome or anything like that. They kind of just like did it subtly out of shot like he's he's passed and then they don't... You don't really see the body or anything like that. So it's... Kind of like a nice True, sentimental way of doing it, but like, he was actually in the same room as Olive on that night. Yeah, and in she a woke up. Yeah, to, to just her, discover that. Yeah, and like, it's like how traumatic is that for? Like, even if that happened to me today, like if somebody died, and mm-hmm. I and the, you know the thought of that and not being able to wake somebody up, that I don't even know how I'd react to that. So it was like part of me thought, well, if. Fair enough if you were in the room on your own and then the parents walk in and find you like that. But don't let a little girl wake up and find you like that. That's bang out of order. And then, oh my God, it just takes a turn. Yeah, I'm going to say, I was going to come to this, the fact that I think, it's, I, you know, I think it 
rewatching this and think it's slightly ridiculous, but I guess it's a, a means to move the plot along a little bit. It's so absolutely ridiculous. It would not obviously not happen in real life. The fact that it's like, all right, we've got to go for the logistics of like paperwork and stuff to you know, to move the body to somewhere else. But it's like, oh no, we haven't got time to do that. So can we just like take him or whatever? And then they just like stuffing a dead body into the. Through the window and then just put him in the back of the car, kind of. Well, is it not going to smell? Like, <laughs> yeah. That was my first thing. Like, well, eventually that's going to smell. And although they do rectify that, uh, like when they get to the destination, but well, yeah. don't, that's but, not making it any better that they've no. got a dead man in the boot. The fact that obviously they get pulled over because of the horns going at this point because the car's already <sighs> broken down as it is, but it's doing this like beep 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 beep. I was like, oh, that <laughs> gets on my nerves. Um. <laughs> But the police pulls him over and it's kind of like, the oh, how are we going to get out of this situation? Which I don't even know, actually. Again, this is a bit of another... How, realistically, this would not happen in real life. You'd be, something would go and, right, Well, maybe but, with the American cops, you know yeah, what they're like. Maybe. But the porno <laughs> mags save the situation. So, so thank you, Grandpa, for help. Somewhat. <laughs> helping out there in Maybe they should have just put loads of donuts. Isn't that like a cliche in America? Yeah. Like, you know, if there's a donut, then you get off lightly. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. But the first, but to be fair, going back to the fact of you saying that the porn magazines kind mm-hmm. of help them mm-hmm. out of that situation. If the granddad hadn't just overdosed, they wouldn't have had to steal his body to <laughs> put him in the boot as a yeah. dead man. He could have been sat in the car yeah. with Olive watching her performance at the end you know which is a bit bittersweet i think because obviously it's like training somebody up and then you're not being there for her really yeah so i i really dislike the granddad's character Mm -hmm. i think it's a selfish act a little bit i know addiction can be a tricky thing to kick but i I know but it's easy to say i think it's if you're in such a dark place then i i get it a little bit more that that's kind of like your only high whereas when he's with olive he does have that whereas you know like steve carroll's character you know he's tried to commit suicide before and he's a very fragile state at the moment so that's Mm. why he's on the the trip with him you know in case something goes like really down the the swanee yeah which kind of does in a way because obviously he meets up at this gas station um happens bump into his ex who's with his this other partner now and getting all this great praise from the the school committee or whatever it was that he was involved in mm. and you know thinking oh this crisis is it's a really bad thing for him it's that's not good for your depression and anxiety and all that yeah. kind of stuff but he 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 still powers through all this i really think he's actually apart from olive he's one of my most liked characters because <laughs> even though he's going through a lot he actually does have compassion mm-hmm. towards everybody, and he tra- he actually brings everybody a little bit more together. Mm-hmm. He's not never he's not really dark dark. No, no character downer. No, but um, but then we'll get to the the brother Dwayne and oh, his sort of blessing. sort of like realization in the story of him figuring out where Olive like shows him these color blind tests to um she just she just picked up at the um the hospital and like saying oh can you see the color or the pattern in this image and he's like no i don't see anything and it's frank who says to him like oh if you're colorblind you can't they won't allow you to fly a plane but that's that's that is <clears throat> i've seen it from so quite a while ago that is one of the key moments i remembered from <clears throat> i know going in before watching this again remembered that was like a key pivotal moment for this character because i felt so bad for him because he's like doing all this time to 
you know, his dreams shattered, basically. Yeah. He cannot do. He's basically what? being swept underneath his feet, Please. and there's nothing that he, he's not failed. It's nothing he can personally do to improve or get better. Yeah. It's just literally you can't it's do it, the, and that that just the Duffand really and look yeah. at the drawer of, of things. So and it's so dramatic because obviously you actually get to hear his first words. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> oh, a lot louder than that, but I'm not yeah. going to shut the house down. But bless him, I just feel so sorry for him within that situation. Um, but Olive yet again is the one that brings him back around to coming along to the family because he says, yeah. just leave me here. I don't want to be part of this family yeah. anymore. Yeah, he goes and, like, sulks down on the hill. The mum and dad never try and re- talk some sense into him from where they are standing at the top of the hill. Then Olive just decides to just go down and it, all it takes is a little hug yeah. from the sister to him. And it's kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, it's we're doing this for her. So it's kind of like his character arc is, comes complete with that and just... A nice sweet gesture to you know, realize that yeah I'll, I'll do this for you. Yeah. So that's another good. Thing. So I think he's probably my, my favorite character. Really, for I think that, he, for that. he's, he's a, a strong favorite. second for me. Yeah. Yeah. So can we now talk about the Little Miss Sunshine? Yeah, yeah. Competition. <laughs> so this is where I get a little bit upset because I feel like you should never compare yourself, and I know everybody does it, and I am I'm, I'm bad for it. I really am, and I'm, I pinch myself every time I do it. And I don't think an eight-year-old should be looking at somebody else thinking, oh, you're prettier than me, you're more beautiful than I am, or whatever, you've got more makeup on, or or she's thinner. So there is one point where Olive is, like, in a bathing suit, and she goes out in a proper, just normal child's bathing suit. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a bikini or, or like, a little sparkly, glittery top. things or anything like that. No tassels or anything no, weird. No, she's just a child in a swimsuit, and, that's, yeah. and she's beautiful. And then all the rest have got their hair up, they've got makeup on... And she's sucking in her belly, looking, and it's like... <sighs> so, never, 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 never send your child to one of these horrible beauty pageants. But let's talk about the end bit where her granddad has chained her up for this kind of finale show. So, obviously, I think it's any talent you have, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So... I didn't know what was going to happen with this. I didn't know if it was going to be like a knockout kind of performance and she's just going to be brilliant and smash everybody because <laughs> she's got this amazing talent <laughs> or it's going to go the other way and it went the other way, didn't it? Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't remember what the song was, but I knew it was something like fairly inappropriate for a, a, a girl of that age to be dancing to, but I was like, oh my God, yeah, it's a great, great one and it's very, really funny. What's the song again? It is Super Freak by Rick James. Super Freaky. Yeah. And she's yeah. doing like the um Yeah, because you see that in like when they're in the motel on the way there and he's kind of like teaching her like to practice you going your tiger growls and everything. I'm thinking, <laughs> what's she doing? What's this all in prep for? Yeah. Yeah. And then she, the fact that then when she starts taking her clothes off, not it's, in a bad way, it's obviously no, no, she's no. got layers underneath. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a bit of a striptease show thing yeah. for like an eight-year-old and obviously everyone else is absolutely Mort- appalled. Mortified, yeah. And it's hilarious. Um, but at the same time, a little bit cringe, you know, watching it because it's like, it's funny because obviously the beauty pageant people are hating it. Yeah, like, oh my God, how dare they? <laughs> yeah. It's just undignified. <laughs> so but I love that they, part. They, it's, it's kind of the irony of it a little bit is like how the, they're all kind of like doing things that are also like cringy and a bit uncomfortable 
because like the dad's when he's sat in the audience he's kind of looking around and thinking what what am I watching here yeah then, yeah, yeah yeah like monkeys just parading around really yeah. isn't it? that's literally it yeah her dance is amazing but obviously everybody wants her to get off the stage yes. it is a bit kind of inappropriate for a little girl to be dancing like that and taking her clothes off and bless her she's so innocent that she doesn't really understand why they're being like that towards her she she doesn't get it mm-hmm. also there's another line when she comes on stage and says that her granddad her dead granddad is now in the boot of the car <laughs> i was like, yeah, like oh yeah oh god but luckily because she's eight you kind of think you, you don't really believe him do you no but I feel like it ties it in a bow where we get to a point of where the family kind of become a whole. Yeah, they all kind of join her on stage um, to kind of help her out in a way. It's like, just, yeah, just fuck it. Let's just yeah boogie along with you and it's going to just like make her feel less embarrassed, I guess, for, you know, for all this. And kind of like, yeah, we're, we're kooky, weird family. Just deal with it. Kind of yeah. You guys are all snobs and turn your noses up at us but yeah we are who we are kind of thing and And to be fair we're having more fun than you are yeah so at the end of the day who would you rather be in a nutshell i think the granddad though what a character and just not in a good way (laughs) oh no but overall quite fun and light-hearted yeah i'd say so so do you think we're ready to go to scoring yeah it's it's gonna be tricky to score this one for me, hmm. because there was elements I quite like, and there was bits that made me laugh, which is hard <laughs> to make me <laughs> laugh, um, <laughs> especially in a movie, that is for sure. <laughs> but there was so many moments where I had that horrible cringe feeling of, oh, just why is this happening? Like, this is not real, and this would never happen. And I know... I shouldn't think this in a film because it's a film and that's yeah, what films are you, for. Yeah, sometimes you do have to kind of look past it a little bit, but... But it, some of it... It's... it's To be honest, I think it's fairly sparse in this, but... It's, I mean... It's, it gets towards the end and then it just gets a bit ridiculous for me mm-hmm. where I think it's stepped a mark with putting the dad in the... Tr- the granddad, sorry, yeah. in the trunk. Yeah. Like, who does that? I think... You probably, if it had been a, a, a thing of like the cop. Um, I love how you're justifying this. No, 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 let me hear me out. Like if it gone to even more extreme, like in some other ridiculous comedy where the, the cop would like open the boot or something, he kind of turns around and then suddenly the hand drops out from behind the cloth or something and the dad's then trying to like, oh, kind of do it away and doing like a... Mm. Like, you know, kind of putting his hand behind his head kind of thing and pretending like there's nothing going on. It, you, mm. I think you'd be like, oh, Jesus. But it, thankfully, it doesn't go that far. Because it, kind of, it has that sort of in, indie feel to the film. It mm. kind of it plays it out in a nice way. It's not too silly in how it's going. But it's like I say, it's still a black comedy in, in a sense, but not like two ex- extreme films. I think films I actually that prefer seen. a black dark comedy kind of thing Mm -hmm. for me personally that's kind of more tailored to my humor i think because we're from the uk we're a bit sarcastic we kind of like that dry humor Mm -hmm. anything like adam sandler i felt like that was getting a little bit to at the back end a little bit more ridiculous for me okay but overall i did really enjoy it i think it's a really good film and it has some good morals behind it you do have some characters that you really do at the end come get become complete Yes. Believe it or not, Richard and um, Dwayne 
and my kind of favourite two characters, which is strange because you'd think it'd be Olive. Yeah. Because she's like the main lead, but it's not. Um, and I think it's because of their progression of their story really seems to come out. Olive is just Olive and nothing really progresses or changes for her. Whereas Richard, you see him down in the dumps, but he seems really trying to help the family in the end. Yeah. Same with Dwayne. He's... Yeah, he's changed. I like the line he says, um, you do what you love and fuck the rest. And I think it's like a good stance, stance for that. Yeah, it's very memorable. Yeah, and yeah. it's true. It 100% is, is true, you know. So take that on board, everyone. <laughs> Don't worry about everybody else and compare yourself from it, everybody. That's yeah. what I would say. So, sorry about the ramble. Scoring oh. time. I probably would watch it again, but not anytime soon. I think mm-hmm. I'd have to forget certain parts <laughs> to help me okay. re-watch it again. Yeah. Don't know if I, how much I can forget the granddad being dead and anyways. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a solid seven. I don't think I can give it an eight just for certain bits were a bit cringe mm-hmm. and like what the hell's going on. But overall, I think a really good piece of film. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I'm sitting at the same level as you are. There's are you? A seven. I can't really say I'd put it any higher, to be fair. I think it, I enjoyed seeing it again and remembering bits that I kind of maybe glossed over mm-hmm. um, probably from the first once or twice that I'd seen it before. But it was really enjoyable and kind of the story flowed pretty well and the characters got their, you know, developments and stuff and you kind of got to see how they all progressed and one way or another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Different outcomes depends on yeah. who they were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I really, really enjoyed it. So thank you for letting us review it. That's really um, well and welcome. I think I wanted something a bit light-hearted and you kind of put this on, which was somewhat light-hearted. Yeah, I think I kind of... It's just one of those ones I kind of wanted to revisit, I guess, and it just like happened to be on one of the streaming services. I didn't have like a disc copy of or anything like that, but I'm thinking... Um, I think it was actually one of the things on one of my, the posters on my wall was like top films to see, you know, the scratch-off yeah, yeah. one that you got, and that was one of them, I'm thinking... All right, let's, let's see if it's on. I think it was Amazon or something. It, I Amazon think it Prime. was, yeah. Um, we watched it, but yeah. So I'm thinking, yeah, it'd be good because time as any to, to go with it. But um, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. No, yeah, really, really did. And I recommend somebody for people to watch it if <laughs> they like what we've kind of given out. Maybe go watch it before we tell you that the granddad dies, like, you know. <laughs> I think by now they people understand that if we're having a long discussion about it, you're gonna there's gonna be spoilers, otherwise the episode yeah. would be like five minutes long. But yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> and we're just honest, that's what it is. Especially you. <laughs> so thank you everybody for listening to the episode. Be sure to check out all our other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you may get your podcasts from. And, of course, you can follow us on the socials at sp underscore film viewers on Instagram and Twitter. And final thing, we haven't really been promoting this much, but we do also have a Buy Me A Coffee page where you can donate any little money's you know the the price of a cup of coffee or hot chocolate in sophie's case yeah definitely not a coffee don't buy me a coffee (laughs) don't like coffee 
yeah so if you do enjoy our content then please you know and you'd like to show your support then by all means do drop us a little donation on there it's very much appreciated yeah please do and love a good hot chocolate with some sprinkles on and cream and marshmallows yeah fun facts for you all before we do leave you <laughs> so me and paul actually met online in my bio i basically said that every guy was like oh do you want to go for a coffee and i'm like it's getting so sick of this line of like do you want to go for a drink for a coffee and it's like anything else but a coffee will do like <laughs> probably not a beer because i'm not really a drinker am i well, you weren't, certainly weren't at the time. Anyway. No, no. I, I like an odd drink yeah. now and again. But anyways, <laughs> basically, I put in my bio, didn't I, that I didn't like coffee. Yeah. And I wanted a hot chocolate. And nobody read your bio, they don't, do they? <laughs> Where Paul did. And I mentioned, yeah, buy you a hot chocolate. Did you actually buy me a hot chocolate? Well, I've done at some point, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically that's why it's a cute little... Meet cute there, really. Yeah. So to speak, yeah. Yeah. Because you actually read it, so that that's that's why we're still together. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate you support and comments and stuff like that. It does mean the world to us when we get lovely reviews. So please, please continue to do that because it really, really drives us to want to continue. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. This. So thank you so much for that. So thank you very much once again, and we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.